Welcome to the Divorce Survival Guide podcast, where we have open and honest conversations about co-parenting, separation, divorce, and the hardest question of all, should you stay or should you go? I'm Kate Anthony, your Divorce Survival Guide, and I'm here to help you navigate some of the roughest waters you've ever swum in and answer some of your toughest questions. I've been to hell and back, and now it's my mission in life to help you get to the other side of this process with your sanity and your heart intact. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Divorce Survival Guide podcast. Really, <laughs> I'm sort of welcoming me back because as as many of you know, and maybe some of you missed, I had COVID. So I'm going to sort of talk a little bit about my experience with it because I think it's important. I think that, oh Lord, I think it's important. I mean, it's clearly important in the United States that people tell their COVID stories because people are still not being safe about this disease. And if you follow me, on Instagram and you see you saw my posts about it. I I got to tell you I get fucking enraged when I see people not being safe and I see this all the time. I see I have friends in Florida who are just, you know, essentially going out about their business like there's, you know, no pandemic happening. I have friends, I mean, I see people all over the country you know, gathering and they're like, well, I mean, we're socially distancing or there aren't that many people at the bar or we're wearing masks, which by the way, you're not, if you're at a bar and drinking, you're not wearing a mask while you're drinking because that's physiologically impossible. So it, so it needs to be said. It clearly, clearly needs to be said. And somebody, (laughs) I was scrolling through Facebook the other day and I saw a Facebook friend of mine, someone I don't really know, I, that had their child was doing a Christmas pageant. They were doing like, you know, the Nutcracker or something at her dance school. And there was just this group and gathering of dancers on the stage, not wearing masks. And they were like huddled. They were huddled in, you know, in, in groups, (laughs) you know, and she was like, you know, it's the only joy that my... It's garbage day. Can you guys hear the garbage, garbage truck outside? Again, pandemic podcasting, y'all. Nothing I can do about it. Uh, So, and I'm still recovering, so I'm probably going to cough through this. But anyway, so my, so this woman was like, you know, it's the only joy throughout the pandemic that my daughter has is being able to do this, you know, nutcracker thing. And I was like, what are... And I said, you know, and I I commented, I said, I said, as someone who has had COVID, I can't tell you how terrifying this is to me. And then she goes on to tell me like all the protocols. They're like, ever there are masks right off stage and everyone has to put on a mask the second they get off stage. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me right now? (laughs) Like, And they take off their mask and they get on stage and they sweat and they are, you know, really close proximity guys. Like they were sitting, but right up next to each other. And so I got really, I got really mad and I posted something on my Facebook page. I didn't call her out specifically, just saying like, I'm so fucking angry about this. And then some, someone, a friend of mine was like, said like, you know, I understand you've had it and you've been, you know, it's been really hard for you, but I find your tone really aggressive and bullying. And you know what, you guys? Fuck that 
shit. So first of all, 3,000 people are dying a day. Damn straight, I'm fucking angry about it. Over 300,000 people have died in the United States alone, more than any other country. And yes, we're a bigger country, but come on. We are the only nation in the world to have not been able to control this thing. And so you damn straight, I'm fucking angry, you know, and I hate, hate, hate this phrase, but I'll tell you what, it's the only time I've, I've felt that it's remotely appropriate, which is that if you're not angry, you're not paying attention. So when I see things that are being done that are literally endangering the lives of other humans, damn straight, I'm fucking pissed. You know, I got this from one of my dearest and best and oldest friends. And I, you know, I admit, I talk, I, I, I've talked about this a lot, that I let my guard down. I let my guard down. But by the way, this was before Thanksgiving and this was before the massive surge that we've just had, right? So I contracted this like two weeks before this like massive, massive surge. So we had all been letting our guards down. We had all been getting a little too complacent. And, you know, I got into my, my girlfriend was like, I'm going to go buy this stuff for your mom because she was having surgery. She's like, do you want to come? And I was like, yeah, swing by and pick me up. And as soon as the words came out of my mouth, I was like, that's weird. Like I shouldn't be getting in a car with anybody, but we were quote potting, right? We were loosely potting. She was sort of in my pod. Our kids are friends. And we were just sort of, you know, we were hanging out socially distanced, not always wearing masks. So she did. She swung by. She picked me up. The store is two minutes from my house. It's like literally a two minute drive. And she came and picked me up and I got in the car and that was what it took. That was it. And I want, you know, one or both of us at at certain points had pulled our masks down because we were in the car and that was it. Two minutes in the car and I was done. And what I found out later was that she had had her hairdresser come to her house and cut her whole family's hair. And while they had done that outside, they had then invited him in for lunch and they all had lunch together and he was infected and he infected her entire family. I didn't know this. I thought that she was taking as many precautions as, you know, as I was, which again, like I had let my guard down a little bit and I had been taking fewer precautions, but I'd still been really fucking careful. Anyway, my point is you don't know, right? Every one of those little slips is a thing that, and here's the thing, I could have killed my mother. My mother was staying with me because she was, she had just had surgery and she's immune compromised. She has cancer. You know, she's, she's 78 and I could, no, she's 79. She'll kill me for telling you guys that she looks like she's like 65, but anyway, you know, I could have killed her had she contracted it. And we think the only reason that she didn't contract it for me because she was staying with me was that her white blood cell count had been elevated from the surgery. So her immune system was already like on high activation. And so, I mean, there's no reason my mom 
did not get this from me. And I could have killed her. So my point is like, you know, all these little dancers and these little like, you know, in this, uh, this nutcracker or whatever, it's not just about them. It's about where they're bringing it home to. It's about the fact that they're bringing it home to their, to their, you know, grandparents. Right. And you don't know, there are like 50 people on that stage. I'm just using this as an example, guys, but think about this in terms of your own life, right? There are 50 people on that stage and every one of those people, you don't know what they're doing. You don't know if they've had their hairdresser come over and have lunch, you know, and, you know, or where they've been, where they've just pulled their mask down for five minutes in a car with someone else who's been infected. Like you just can't control it. So this is my point. You know, my, my point is for God's sake, be safe. This is, this is so scary. And, and I want to tell you this as well. I want to tell you about my experience with this because you know, people say it's just a flu or, you know, it's a cold or whatever. Let me tell y'all, it is not like any illness you've ever had. Some people get mild cases, some people, you know, and some people end up and some people die, right? So there's everything between asymptomatic and death. And you have, when you get this, when you get this virus, the thing about it, the scariest thing about it is that it's a roll of the dice. You have no fucking idea where you're going to end up and you're alone. So everyone had to, I had to get my mom out of my house. Poor woman had to recover from hip surgery alone in her house without me being able to take care of her. You know, my son went immediately to his dad's house and I'll tell you what, I didn't infect anyone else. It stopped with me because I, you know, I shut everything down, but it is still uh, a crapshoot. It was a miracle that I didn't infect anybody. I could have killed my mother. And so the, so the terror of waiting for like a week or two to see if my mom got sick was one thing. But also as I'm alone trying to take care of myself with a raging fever and the most severe body aches, and I'm not talking like achy flu. I'm talking, it feels like you have, your body has been beaten to a pulp and coughing and wheezing and barely being able to breathe and walk across the house in the mornings, waking up and just getting myself from bed to the kitchen to get medicine in me, to take my antibiotics and all of the shit and then get to the couch knocked me out for two hours. It was so awful. And everything you're supposed to do to take care of yourself takes energy. I had to steam. I did like sit over a hot pot and like let the steam come in and like, and clear my lungs. I had to take all of these vitamins and medicines and, you know, antibiotics and herbs and all of the shit. Right. And it's all, it's all exhausting. It's not like someone can bring you that shit. <laughs> it it's you're alone and you have to do it yourself. And it is so hard. And then you're dealing with the terror of at any time this can turn. You're taking your blood oxygen level, checking your blood oxygen levels every 15 minutes, right? Because as soon as you feel it's hard to breathe, you're like, oh God, is this the time that my oxygen dips and I have to go to the ER? And then where does that take me? There were nights when I, when I lay in my bed and I felt like I may not wake up. I may go to sleep and I may not wake up. Or this may be the night that my O2 levels drop so severely that I have to, you know, call an ambulance and I'm alone. So it's not just the physical. The physical is awful, 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 awful. But the psychological uh, and the emotional is really, it's really fucking scary. 
And when you're lying there with it and, you know, scrolling through Facebook and seeing the death toll rising and rising and rising and knowing that at any moment that could be you, it's no fucking joke, y'all. It's no fucking joke. I wanted to talk about this. I've been really vocal about it in my, on Instagram. I've been vocal about it, you know, on Facebook, very vocal about it on Facebook. And I want to be vocal about it here. This is the first time I've been able to do a podcast in a few weeks, as you know. And it's the first time I've really, it's the first day, actually, I've been able to talk <laughs> without coughing my brains out, coughing a little bit, but, you know. And so I thought it was important. I thought it was really important. And by the way, you know, I had a fever, a g- fever for a good 10 days. I was flat out on my back for a good two weeks. And we are over a month I think it's a month now from when I got sick and I'm still like barely walking down the block. Yesterday I had a full day of um, clients and meetings and, you know, live streams and all of that. And I walked my dogs, you know, six blocks or something. And I, at the end of the day, I was on the couch and I was like catatonic. My son wanted me to do stuff. I was like, babe, I can't, I can't. can't." (laughs) So this recovery is going to be long. I also have no idea what the long-term damage may be to my organs. There's a lot of long-term effects to kidney and heart and lungs. And I don't know what is going to be, you know, I have no idea what my long-term prognosis is going to be. You know, there are long haulers who gets, who continue to get sick for six months afterwards. And there are people that recover fully, right? Like we, this is, this is the thing. And again, it's a roll of the fucking dice. It has nothing to do with, I mean, it does have, if you have preexisting conditions, obviously we know it's worse, but also, you know, I know people who are like super, super healthy and they've had, you know, they're long haulers with long-term complications. So be smart, please be safe, wear a mask, do not go anywhere. You don't have to go. And I'm not talking about like, you know, I have to go Christmas shopping. Do you though? Look, I don't like putting any money in more money in Amazon's pockets than I have to. But at this point, you know, that's where my, most of my Christmas shopping is coming from, except for a couple of local stores that are, that are, you know, cause I want to help stimulate the local economy and shop at, at, you know, local places, but I'm doing it like when there's nobody there and only a couple of places because the rest of it is really, it's fucking dangerous. No bars, no restaurants. I know that there's a lot of controversy about whether the restaurants are actually an issue or not. I don't know any, pl- any time in any place where there are people in close proximity to you in any, you know, in any form where especially they're taking masks off, like fucking no, (laughs) fucking no, we're going to get this vaccine soon. It's getting rolled out and we're all going to get it. And (laughs) that's not up for discussion. And, uh, you know, we'll be able to live our lives again. But until then, you guys don't want this. Let me just tell you that you don't fucking want this. So that's really what I wanted to say today, guys. I can, you know, go off into different subjects and talk about different things. But I, I, to be honest, I just wanted to touch base with you guys, tell you about my experience, tell me what, ha- tell you guys what happened to me and, and share it, hoping that somebody will listen to this and be like, wow, I have been, I may have been a little, been cavalier. I maybe have been dropping my guard a little bit. 
And, you know, if it helps someone shore up and not drop their guard and not, you know, then, oh my God, you know, then great. You know, if my story can save anyone else from getting this virus, then I, you know, I, I'm, I'm happy to share my experience. So I will, you know, I'm not sure that I'm going to be able to release anything for the rest of this month, just because I had to cancel all my recordings for like a month. (laughs) So I don't have anything in the hopper to bring to you guys. I was really my, my goal for December and January was to do an entire sort of education piece on abuse. I was going to cover emotional, physical, financial, psychological, all of those things and sexual and that's gotten pushed back. So I'm hoping that starting in January, we're going to start that series. And I just don't think that in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to have much to, I don't think I'm going to be recording anything in the next couple of weeks because people are, you know, taking off for Christmas and stuff like that. So bear with me. I love you. Thank you so much for hanging in with me and for all the support and the emails and the well wishes and everything. I just, I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. If I didn't respond to any messages, I'm sorry. It was it was rough going there for a while, y'all. But I'm back at it. I am doing a lot better. It's not perfect by a long shot, and it won't be for a while, but I'm getting there. I'm getting there. And so if I don't release anything else and I don't yeah, release any more podcasts for the next couple of weeks, forgive me. I'm getting back into it. January will start off with a bang. I love and adore you guys. Have a wonderful Christmas. I know some of you, this is a really, really, really difficult time and it's really confusing. And my best advice to you is keep the focus on your children. Do what's best for them, even if it means collaborating and coordinating and doing the shopping for an ex who may be dropping the ball or a soon-to-be ex who's dropping the ball, all of that stuff. Just focus on the kids get through it. How it goes this year is not how it will go every year. This is a process. So if you're in some situation that's pissing you off right now, you can get through it and you can make the changes moving forward and set new boundaries and all of that shit. But for now, know that it won't be this way every year. It won't be this way forever. And if you're having issues, just remember, keep the focus on your kids, do everything and anything possible to make this the best possible Christmas they can possibly have. And, you know, we'll figure out some new boundaries and ways to go about this next year. If you need that, just remember to keep them at the center, keep them at the center of everything that you do. Don't put them in the middle. If you're soon to be X or X is putting them in the middle, Do your best to, you know, get them right back to center and keep your side of the street squeaky fucking clean. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Divorce Survival Guide podcast. If you like what you hear, head on over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in and leave me a review. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at the Divorce Survival Guide. I'll see you next time. And until then, remember, you, my love, deserve to be happy.